welcome to season two of the podcast, Throwing Up Rainbows. Good girl, dirty secret. I invite you in to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here exactly as you are, and all your brilliant, beautiful, fucked upness. As you shine, and as you crawl towards the light. The second time I saw a therapist, I was 20 years old and had jumped off a cliff with my friends into the ocean below. The problem was that I wasn't so good at landing, so my body tensed from the three-second freefall, and I hit the water in the middle of my back, and it knocked the wind out of me. I remember trying to suck in air and thinking that my lungs didn't work, and then I blacked out. My brother jumped in and pulled me out, and my body hurt like it got run over by a truck for a few days. But the scary thing was that I remember thinking... That if I would have died, I wouldn't have cared. The next day, as I began sobbing uncontrollably in the car, my mom drove me to another therapist. This one was overweight and watched the clock as though it told her when to care and when to stop. When she left the room once, I picked up a book on her bookshelf about a girl who had a problem eating a pear. Pears were good for you. I didn't think she could help me. I asked her if she'd ever had an eating disorder because I wanted to know if she would understand me. She said, let's just focus on you. And I checked out. When I was younger, I felt guilty for wasting my parents' time and money. I felt guilty about everything and guilty because I still wanted to keep my eating disorder as much as I wanted it gone. Mostly, I just wanted everyone to leave me the fuck alone. Fast forward to not getting help. And then my eating disorder finally getting so bad, I went to see a therapist who immediately got me into an inpatient treatment facility. The therapist at the treatment facility was lovely and kind. After that one, I saw one more therapist before I finally found the one that I stayed for for an entire year while I fully recovered from my eating disorder. Since that time, I've been asked countless times by people how to find a therapist 
When you're in an addiction, it can be difficult, scary, and confusing. And as we all know, motivation comes and goes. You gotta get one when you're in those moments to being open. Otherwise, that window closes again like a steel door. I highly recommend therapy with a licensed professional who specializes in addiction. It's really a huge part of recovery. Therapy saved my life. So for all of you out there who want to find a good therapist, listen up. I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it, and you can too. It's simple, and it works. Here it is. When I was struggling with my eating disorder, I'd have particularly awful days. Often, it involved me crying into my carpet and wishing I didn't exist. In those moments when life was heavy and pressing, I was willing to reach out for help, but I didn't know where to begin. I'm assuming this is where you're at right now. My eating disorder, like yours or your addiction, was a shameful secret. So naturally, I didn't want to elaborate to the random secretary who answered the phone. I did leave an awkward message or two on a voicemail. If you've had an eating disorder or addiction, you know how deceitful the disorder is. By the time the therapist returned my call, which was usually a day or two later, the eating disorder had convinced me that I didn't need help, and I was stupid to call. A cycle was born. There would be a brief, fleeting pocket of time where I was able to see clearly that I wasn't healthy. If no one called me back in that pocket, then I was once again closed and distant to the help that I desperately needed. Perhaps you've seen a therapist and he or she didn't feel like the right match. When I first went to therapy, I was scared and elated, thinking the therapist was finally going to heal me. I soon realized I didn't like her at all, (laughs) and the feeling overwhelmed me. My eating disorder laughed and said, see, she can't help you. I'm here to stay for good. As you all know, I'm now recovered and free. Recently, a struggling friend called me, and I asked if they were open to seeing a therapist. They said they'd been trying, but they couldn't find anyone. I remember feeling the same way, but suddenly I realized I knew exactly what to tell them. So here's the steps below that I used to find my amazing therapist, and I know that they can help you too. Here we go. Technology is your friend. Friends can give you great referrals, so ask around. However, if you're starting from nothing, you can begin by doing a quick Google search for therapist in, and then type in your area, such as therapist in LA, therapist in Hawaii. Psychology Today is a helpful site. Psych Central also has a therapist finder section that you can use to help find a therapist. Snoop around therapist profiles. In your Google search, a list of therapist profiles will pop up. Click into the person's profile and read their little blurb. You can learn about them and their specialty. Ideally, you want someone who specializes in your issue, such as drug addiction or eating disorders. Go with your gut. Make a list of therapists you think may be a good fit. List their name, specialty, and contact info. Call them at night. This is why I like this. Your call is going to go straight to their voicemail. So this is a great thing because you get to hear their voice and think about it. This is the person that you're going to be telling your most intimate secrets to. Is this a voice that you want to talk to or that you trust? I remember making one such phone call and in the first two words, the person said, which was their name, my gut said, nope. And so I hung up and moved on to the next name. Leave a message. Yay. Okay, so you finally find someone you want to talk to. Leave a message. It can go something like this. 
Hi, Mrs. Smith. My name is Zizo Calante, and I'm looking for a therapist who specializes in eating disorders. I was wondering if you're currently accepting clients. Will you please call me back at, and then say your phone number, say it slowly and clearly. Pretend you're writing it down. You can leave me a message at this number, as it's my private cell phone. Once again, my number is blah, 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 and my name is Zizo Calante. Thank you, and I look forward to speaking with you. Often, therapists are careful when they leave messages because they're not sure who's checking the voicemail. It's nice to let them know that they can leave a message with details that may identify them. Next, tell someone you trust that you called a therapist. So ask him or her to follow up with you over the next week. This will keep you supported and moving forward. And then make a robbery list. Make a list of reasons why you're seeking help. What has the eating disorder or addiction robbed from you? When the eating disorder tries to convince you that you're okay on your own, you then have a list to remind you that the eating disorder lies. When a therapist calls you back, yay! Thank them for returning your call. Then, if they're not accepting new clients, ask them for a referral to a colleague. Ask for the colleague's name and number. If they are accepting new clients, here are the five important questions to ask. I have X insurance. Do you accept that fully or is there a copay? If so, how much is the copay? Ideally, you want someone who accepts X insurance, whatever that is, unless you really like them and can afford a copay or potentially pay out of pocket. Next question. What's your experience dealing with eating disorders? What's your experience dealing with addiction? Whatever your issue is, fill that in there. What type of therapy do you offer? Most therapists for addiction offer cognitive behavioral therapy, which I talked about on the last episode. Then, ask them any other questions or concerns you may have. Remember, this will be the person you're talking to, so ask them anything you're concerned about. And lastly, ask them to schedule an appointment if you like them right there on the phone. That way, you can have it in your calendar, and you'll actually go to that appointment. If you're ready to schedule an appointment, do it right now, like I said. Hang up and review your robbery list. You are brave and strong, and you will recover if you keep going. Finding a therapist you love is a lot like finding a good relationship. It's a person who will truly listen, ask you the right questions, call you on your bluffs, and guide you on the road to healing and recovery. There are a tremendous number of therapists out there, so know that you can absolutely find one that fits you. As you move forward, keep in mind that you can always make a different choice and change therapists. However, if you follow those steps above, you have a vastly greater chance of finding a therapist you love right off the bat. A good therapist that you click with can make a huge difference in your recovery and helping you create the life that you want. I'm Zizo Calante, and this is Throwing Up Rainbows. This wraps season two. Thanks for listening. This episode was written and produced by me, Zizo Calante, with audio production by Colin Ballum. Thanks, Colin. Find us at throwinguprainbows.com. Email us at podcast.tur at gmail.com. I'm also on my personal blog at zizocalante.com. Check out my book, Throwing Up Rainbows, on Amazon and share it with everyone you know that might need it or benefit from it. With love, Z. Got it. <laughs> we got it. Woo! Yes. Woohoo! <laughs>